Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Friday. I am Dan Day. I hope you're as excited as I am to spend this next hour. We're going to be hearing from the Joe Rose Show. They're talking. Oh, yeah. Nick Needham, Dolphin player extraordinaire. Dolphins doing some big things this year. Unexpected big things. A lot of people had them written off. But, you know, they're winning. They're fighting hard, making us proud. Then we're going to hear from Dan Levitard's show on how Dwayne Wade may be the biggest sports icon in Miami history. And finally, Hawk and Crowder, they're out at the BB&T. We're going to check in with them and maybe some of those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. But right now, let's get into some headlines. The Dolphins will honor the perfect 14-0 1972 Super Bowl team during their game against Cincinnati Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. Kickoff is at 1. Chris Bosch is nominated for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Tonight, the Heat are at home against the Knicks. Tip is at 8. Canes linebacker Michael Pinckney will sit out of the Independence Bowl December 26th against Louisiana Tech, thus ending his college career. The Panthers finish up their nine-game homestand tonight at 7 against Dallas. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Stanford will face Wisconsin in the NCAA Women's Volleyball Final tomorrow at 8 p.m. Stanford has won nine national championships and three in the past four years. Wisconsin is in search of their first title. Jets fans, unsatisfied with the team's 5-9 and nine record, have bought billboards outside of MetLife Stadium, simply stating, Fire Gase. They're going to get to see those billboards as New York is at home Sunday against the Steelers. And Biscayne Bay Brewing has announced they will open a brew hall in Marlins Park next season and now let's take a step into the day spa (sighs) how much do you love your pets well after having her australian shepherd stolen a san francisco woman is offering a seven thousand dollar reward and is paying twelve hundred dollars for a plane to fly over the city and look for her missing friend today a california teen recently stole a small plane and crashed it into a fence upon questioning the young lady she appeared disoriented and was uncooperative, but she was not suspected to be under the influence. Instead, authorities believe she was just being a teenager. A German millionaire is looking for 10 people to live with him on his 550-acre property in New Zealand, which features horse stables, a winery, and views of the Tasman Sea. Wait, I've read this book before. It's called The Most Dangerous Game. The Department of Agriculture has listed Wakanda as on the U.S. free trade list. Wakanda is a fictional country featured in the 2018 Marvel film Black Panther. What's next? NASA preparing for a mission to planet Krypton? Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures around 70. Are you the best thoroughbred handicapper in town? Prove it by winning the National Horse Players Championship Qualifier at Hylia Park on Sunday, January 12th. There's going to be $10,000 in prize money up for grabs. Register now at HyliaPark.com. Joe Rose. Those guys are on vacation, actually. No worries. 
Dave Hyde and Omar Kelly to the rescue talking with the Dolphins. Nick Needham, what'd they talk about? Well, Nick working his way up, getting in shape, his welcome moment to the NFL, names and faces changing in the locker room, that pass interference call, Flores is mad about that still, and the upcoming Cincy game. You and I would say Vince Beagle have been the product of all this waiver wire churning, practice squad development, young player emergence. You guys have been the shining stars of that. How does it feel to actually work your way up from a practice squad to an NFL starter? Um, it's definitely a blessing. Um, it's something I've been working for my entire life. But, uh, yeah, when I first got there, I had some things I needed to work on. I uh, wasn't quite ready. Um, coaches told me what I needed to work on. I took that in. Um, went to work for about yeah, five weeks, brought, got, and got brought up. So uh, I just tried to take full advantage and um, just trying to uh, do the best I can out there for my teammates every week, for sure. Now, one of the things that you had to work on was you were told that you had to change your diet to change your body. What was the hardest part about that? And I know you had to eat a ton of spinach. What got yeah. into, what, what made you take that approach? No, I just, it was kind of new to me. Um, in college, I wasn't really worried about my diet. I was always thinking that you had to be big uh, for the NFL, like 200-pound corner. So when I got here, um, I was a little out of shape. I was a little slow. I just I just cut back on, I used to eat a lot of fast food, so I just stopped eating that. That was easy. Um, I, didn't, I just took it way more seriously um, because, yeah, like I said, this is my job now. So um, I have to be in the best shape possible. So, um, yeah, definitely a lot of spinach. Um, just rice, uh, chicken, just a lot of healthy stuff, and just uh, have some people help me out, uh, make some food for me as well. So, when you say a lot of spinach, what are we talking? What, what, how do you how do you measure a lot? And what in what type of food are we talking spinach? Nah, it's like raw spinach. Like I always watch Popeye, and I was like, this gotta work. So <laughs> I just I wouldn't even like make a salad or anything. Just at lunch, I just get a big bowl of uh, spinach and just eat it, just like some chips. Just wash it down with water. No yeah. salad dressing, no just spinach going <laughs> into the mouth. Yeah, no, or, or, yeah, or mix it in with chicken and rice. If not, uh, yeah, I'll just wash it down with some Gatorade and water, and then I'll be fine. I got to teach you how to make some collard greens, man. I mean, it's still green roughage, but it tastes a little bit better. Just, and no, I know, I know. I just I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I don't have the time to cook, and I'll mess it up or something like that. So, so what has it done to your body? What in weight or body fat? What what difference are we talking? I think I went down in body fat and weight as well. So just um, like I said, just being in a more clean, better shape, uh, able to perform better, have more energy. Yeah, definitely stuff like that. We're here talking with Nick Needham on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Nick, what was that moment for you, either in camp or on the field, where you finally said, hey, man, I could play here? During camp, uh, I've made a couple of plays, so I, I felt like I could play well. Um, it was all it was really a mental part of the game. Uh, still, I was overthinking a lot of stuff at first. I uh, wasn't trusting myself, wasn't believing myself, so uh, I just talked to my, my family about that, uh, how I should handle that. So we talked about that, discussed that, and I think I figured things out and uh, just started to get a little comfortable. Like I said, it's football, so just realized I've been playing this my whole life, so just got to keep going out there doing that. Oh, let's talk another moment. What was the welcome to the NFL moment for you? Uh, my first game, well, really preseason. I've only been to like a couple games, so to really go out there on the, on the field, uh, and it was a night game too. It was crazy. Like I wasn't nervous at all. And then as soon as we stepped on the field, I was like, "Dang, this is crazy. Like this is real." So um, that was a welcome to the NFL moment for sure. And then um, the Redskins game, of course, when, 
uh, the regular season game. First play I went out there, back there was Adrian Peterson. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. I used to watch him all the time. So it's like, now I got to play versus this guy. Your first game was your first start um, in, in the NFL. You were promoted up from the practice squad and you started. What did you have to do that week in practice just to get to the point where they said, okay, we don't, we don't just need him, but we actually need him to start? I don't know. I just had been, like I said, uh, Throughout those five weeks, I was losing weight, um, able to run run better on the field. So I think I was moving a lot better. I definitely feel like I was doing that. So that, but uh, I was doing the same thing every week. So I think uh, I just saw that I was out there making a couple plays in practice. So it gave me a shot. This has been a difficult season from the outside. What's it been like for you? I, I, on the one hand, you're a great story. An undrafted rookie starting at really number one cornerback for the Dolphins right now. What's your, is it a difficult season on the inside, or is it this is a, a dream come true for me? Um, it's definitely definitely been a learning experience, but, uh, yeah, definitely just to play in the NFL this has been a dream come true of mine. It's been a lot of ups and downs this year, uh, definitely a lot of stuff to learn from and grow from, so I've been trying to do that every week and just uh, continue to get better every week. That's the main focus. We're here talking with Nick Needham on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Now, Nick, you you guys, especially your unit, that's the secondary. I, I'm usually in that area of the locker room because y'all have the most fun. And uh, the names, and, and I, I don't even recognize anybody anymore in there. There have been so many changes. What is that like to come every week and there's a new guy in there? It's definitely different for me. Um, I've never really had this or experienced that. So uh, some you got to adjust to, but you got to uh, make sure we're all on the same page as soon as they get there, whoever's out there, because uh, we got to go out there and execute at a high level. So um, it's definitely just all about trying to get on the right page, communication, getting to know each other so we can have a, a relationship out there. Have you known everybody's name every week? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, good. Because uh, as, a, as a reporter, sometimes I'm confused. Oh, yeah, that, that guy's gone, or I don't even know. Yeah, nah, yeah. As soon what, as they get there, we uh, What do we expect out of the Bengals this week? They got a, a real good offense. They got a good offense. Joe Mixon, good running back, uh, runs hard, runs downhill, looking for contact. Um, yeah, good receiver. Tyler Boyd uh, is like the main target. Uh, I thought of him a lot. Makes good plays. Andy Dalton, uh, he's a good quarterback. He's been in the league for a while, so they got a veteran quarterback back there. And then, um, so it's going to be a good game. Definitely a real competitive, hard-nosed football game. So we got to go out there with our best best stuff and uh, handle that. How, how would it feel, uh, your last home game, you, you guys pulled off a, a pretty surprising victory to a lot of people, beating the Philadelphia Eagles um, at home in a yeah. very convincing fashion. Fashion. Uh, how important is it for you to got, send off the, the home fans, the fans that have come and support you every week with a victory? How important is that to you? It's definitely important. Um, every every week is important, but this is the week this week, so uh, this one is definitely important. It feels good. Uh, we've been close a lot of times this year. Uh, uh, we've t- kind of kicked ourselves in the foot, beat ourselves a couple of times, so if we could just lock in and execute, um, this will be a good win for us. Now, I want to ask you about the Jets game. Obviously, this is that, that game will probably follow you for, for a while in your career because you made plays initially that contributed, that w- it seemed like would contribute to the win, and then you were probably one of the more controversial calls this season season in the NFL part of where they the booth called down and overturned a a, 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 ba- a breakup and turned it into pass interference that contributed to you guys losing how tough was that for you to stomach that loss that was a real tough loss because um yeah at that moment no flags were thrown so uh I thought we had got them it would have been like fourth and 15 uh I think by like 
fourth and 45 18. yards. Yeah. Fourth and eight. So they would have been backed up. We had just got a sack. That would have been a real big play. Um, maybe you had to throw it deep or try to take a shot or maybe kick a field goal or something. But uh, it had definitely been a lot of pressure on them. So uh, for that to happen, that was really tough. But I'm just trying to move on from that and just what do you think, uh, move on to What do you think in general of the replay rule as a defensive back? Do you understand? For, for, it seemed like for three quarters of the season there were no nothing overturned on replay. And now they the, the rule has changed maybe to what it originally was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. No, um, honestly, I haven't been paying attention to a lot of that. I saw, I saw a couple games where they reviewed a play or reviewed a PI or something like that. But uh, I'm trying not to focus on that and just go out there and do my job. I got to gotta play cleaner and not have my hands up, top, up high. So that's on me. I got to fix that. What is Coach Flores been like for this young team? I mean, they are you guys are are an extremely young team and how has he been in terms of lifting you guys up and keeping you motivated and keeping you focused on what the goals are? Yeah, no, Coach Flo is a great coach. He's been on this since day one. Um, he's definitely a great leader. Uh, he doesn't let up on anyone from the vets to the rookies, so uh, it definitely sets a tone for the team. Uh, we got to be on our stuff at all times. got to execute um, because he wants us to perform at a high level, whether it's meetings, uh, walkthroughs, practice, pra- walkthroughs before practice. He wants to be locked in and treated just like a game every time. So every day we come in here is like a game day. So um, it definitely motivates you, definitely keeps you on uh, your toes. So for sure, he's a great coach. Uh, what he needs to do. Nick, how are you different as a player now after starting for, you know, most of four, three, four months, I guess, uh, uh, compared to last August? I think just more growth as as a man and just maturing more. Um, a lot, I think I've developed a little confidence now that I've played a lot um, in the NFL. You get the nerves out. I mean, you're always going to be nervous, but it's not uh, like it used to be. Um, I think that's the best part. And then being around these coaches, they taught me a lot about football. I thought I knew a lot uh, coming out of college, but then got here and I was like, I don't really know anything. So just learning from them, taking every note uh, I can, trying to process everything, all the information I can because it's a lot, um, and just apply that to my game. Any little tip I can use to help me um, get an edge on the offense, I try to use that. So uh, what is the plans for, I know you try not to think too far ahead, plans for you to get better this offseason? Um, just got to work on uh, overall explosiveness, uh, my core. Running-wise, I got to run forever, so got to uh, work on that, my conditioning. Or really on my vertical, too, because I could have made a couple more plays if I could just jump a little higher. So I got to focus on that. And, uh, yeah, definitely that. And just attacking the ball, ball drills all offseason. Well, Nick, we appreciate your time. End of the year. As the final home game of the season approaches, the Dolphins are celebrating fan appreciation as they take one take on the Cincinnati Bengals at Hard Rock Stadium, presented by MSC Cruises on Sunday, December 22nd. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Got the Dolphins this weekend tonight. Heat Knicks at the American Airlines Arena. And if you thought you liked Dwayne Wade before, you're going to love him even more after what you hear next on the Best of the Joe Show. It's the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. TGIF, I am Dan Day. Have a fun weekend by following me on Twitter. Always putting up some crazy stuff, especially in the day spa. (sighs) At Dan Day Radio. It's been a hectic day. Solana's on a cruise taking it easy. It feels like I'm doing the job of three people. So big ups to Solana. He obviously works pretty hard. I've been running back and forth, helping out the Hawk and Crowder show. We're going to hear from them in just a little bit. Maybe some Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. But what I really want to play for you right now, earlier today, Dan Lebitard kind of discussing a private family matter that's gone public 
about Dwayne Wade. And if you loved Dwayne Wade before, and I think almost everyone does, you're going to love him even more after you hear this. For those of you nationally who don't understand uh, why it is that Miami has the relationship with Dwayne Wade that it does, and Dwayne Wade is the biggest and best athlete we have ever had in South Florida. He somehow beat out Dan Marino, who built a children's hospital in terms of popularity for a new generation. There was a time where no one thought that would happen, that someone would eclipse Dan Marino in this town. If they thought it would happen, they thought it would be a football player. They never thought it would be a basketball well, player. Well, it's not just that Dwayne Wade made this a basketball town more than a football town. That has to do as much with an indictment of the University of Miami and Miami Dolphin football programs as it is about his excellent but we've talked before about the fact that entire generation of kids only knows what winning feels like in south florida as they learn to love sports because this guy and this team brought it to them because all the other teams have been a nightmare since he came into the league all of them you since Dwayne wade came into the league the marlins haven't won a playoff game the panthers haven't won a playoff series the university of miami hasn't done anything and i don't think the dolphins have won a playoff game either i don't or they've won one play been to one playoff game whatever it is it's not very much i think they went to one with pennington i think they lost that game at home to the ravens so that's what gets people in the door but that's not why it is that Miami and South Florida has the relationship with Dwayne Wade than it does. I'm about to explain to you why, because it's another example of this. It is rare that you get to see the evolution of a young man into the kind of man that he's become. He gets here and he has been taking out loans to afford uh, the diapers of his child while he's at Marquette. He goes through a messy divorce, learns uh, some of the things that you learn when making some of the mistakes of the NBA uh, and helps after evolving from a mother who was uh, addicted to drugs, building her a church, starts growing in a way that is impeccably professional, always treating just about everybody with an uncommon touch and an uncommon grace, writing books about the importance of fatherhood, even after having not much of a relationship with his own. And what he has done now, which isn't getting enough attention, and I'm not really sure, honestly, how much attention is too much for the kids, the young kids of these incredibly famous people. But we've been talking a lot about his other son who is in high school with LeBron's kid and is very good at basketball and ESPN is televising some of his games. But Wade went on the All the Smoke podcast and he did something, and this has been talked about in social media circles, but hasn't been really covered by the mainstream because Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union, have been very supportive of gay rights and LGBTQ rights because they have a son. When people see the photographs of Zion, they are very critical and they are very cruel and so what Dwayne has said on Showtime's All the Smoke podcast is, quote, I watched my son from day one become into who she, who she now eventually has come into. And for me, nothing changes in my love. Nothing changes in my responsibilities. So all I had to do now is get smarter, educate myself more. 
and that's my job as a father. Me and my wife are having conversations about us noticing that Zion wasn't on the boy vibe that Zaire was on. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, what if your son comes home and tells you that he's gay? What are you going to do? How are you going to be? How are you going to act? It ain't about him. He knows who he is. It's about you. Who are you? First of all, you want to talk about strength and courage. My 12-year-old has way more than I have. You can learn something from your kids. And I'm speaking for so many others in the LGBTQ community. All these people that are out there saying these things, look at yourself. Understand that you're the ones that have the issues. You're the ones that got the problem. It's not the kids. It's not the ones who decide, yeah, you're born a certain way. You got to be that way. That's not life, man. We talked to John Amici on South Beach Sessions. He's a clinical psychologist. He's a brilliant man. And he's talking about the idea of... If you are a parent who is building and nurturing your children to simply be what you expect them to be, you have failed as a parent. There are so many people in sports who in this particular circumstance, the narcissism would make this story about them instead of their child. The idea that Dwayne Wade, I told you earlier this week, Tommy Lasorda had a gay son and what just was mortified that anybody would find out about it when he was at the height of American fame. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I could hear people saying, well, of course, that's how you react when your kid comes home with that. No, that's not how everyone reacts. What you just this, heard from Dwayne this Wade. Is yes. not, no, no, not this even is close. A, no, right. absolutely not. Right. It, he is absolutely right when he says you will find your problems on this particular subject. In the mirror, because, of course, the father who grew up around the testosterone of sport might be tempted to some sort of shame because he doesn't want to play a pronoun game with he and she. But that makes the rearing of your child about you instead of about the rearing of your child. So the I this is a, this is an uncommon bravery for Dwayne Wade to be out there. And to him, I'm sure it's the most common thing in the world. It's what real love is. Do you love so much that you're willing to change whatever it is your ignorant beliefs have been to simply support? Is your love pure enough to support what your child wants because your job as a father, the man has written books about fatherhood because your job as a father is not to turn that child into what you want him or her to represent it's to nurture that child give that child the belief and love that that child needs so that child can become who he or she truly is and this story can't be talked about it honestly can't be talked about enough but it's been sort of a a, a dangerous talking point for people because you don't know how much in the mainstream to reveal what is Dwayne Wade's private life about a preteen that they are choosing to share on social media, but Dwayne Wade continues to be a leader in every way, a guy that you want to follow because he is willing to admit to you something along the lines of the problem was with me. I realized through the love of my child, I told you this to my, my Latins are, uh, Latins are historically and famously homophobic. John Amici, who I just mentioned, uh, I had passed me down from generations before me, great grandparents, whatever it is that you have around the toxic masculinity and I had, had all manner of ignorance about homophobia. And then I met John Amici and I respected him too much to keep the same belief system because my belief system was simply ignorant. I did not know any better. And so I 
managed to learn. The idea that Dwayne Wade in this climate not only is not ashamed of his son, not only is willing to refer to his son as she, but is also willing to proudly share that world and that word with everybody as a supporter coming from the same franchise where Tim Hardaway famously said, I hate gay people. And Tim Hardaway, to his credit, has also done all of the work necessary to realize where his ignorance was. I mean, it is a flabbergasting tribute to the man that Dwayne Wade, after his playing career, could somehow be more of a role model than he was as a maximum professional during his playing career. Dan Lebitar and the guys joke around a lot, but right there was some serious, hard-hitting, just good stuff. Dwayne Wade belongs in the Hall of Fame for more than just basketball, and we're glad that he's right here in South Florida kind of representing us. Very, 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 very touching. Very, very, very touching. Up next, going to lighten it up a little bit, though, with some Hawk and Crowder, maybe some Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Keep it locked to the best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and just a little bit, we're going to be checking in at the BB&T Center. Doug Plagans and the guys have the call of the game that starts at 7 o'clock. At the BB&T Center right now, Hawk and Crowder, they just finished up their show. I helped them out with that show earlier today, so I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but I still found time to spend with you on the best of the Joe show. So let's play back some of that Hawk and Crowder. What were we talking about? Well, Coach Flores, could he be Coach of the Year? Also the perfect Dolphins, and how much do you love your pets? We are live at, I was almost about to say Twin Peaks in Davie. I'm so used to saying that whenever we're live somewhere. We're live at the BB&T Center in beautiful, windy Sunrise, Florida. You're going to have a little Panthers hockey tonight, and so Crowder and I will get you ready as we uh, often do before a home game. Have a little fun, and it's a football Friday. This Sunday is the Dolphins' final home game of the season yeah. And uh, and then what? There's one more game after that, right? Uh, New England. At New it? England. Yeah. So this is uh, this will put the end uh, this Sunday on the uh, on the home schedule for the Miami Dolphins. Do you glean anything uh, major from this? Season? Glean anything major from this football season? Um, Ryan Flores bucked the system and proved and. Proven, proven himself as a pretty good coach, I guess. It, it's a weird dynamic. Right, because we've said that before, and Omar and Adam Beasley, everyone, Safid, they'll, they'll all say the same thing. Wait a second. Like, there's three wins. You, How are you, how are you extrapolating that someone is a good NFL head coach at three wins? Understanding that the bar is incredibly low, yeah, but, but can not, you really ex- extrapolate that? But that's the thing with them. We're not saying championship. We're not saying Hall of Fame. We're not saying epic, you know, elite coach. We're just saying he's making chicken salad out of iguana poop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's what's going on right now with how, with how they're constructing the system, how they're treating every game like a preseason game. 80 players had played with Miami Dolphin Hamilton on this year. Which that's a unprecedented. That's a history NFL history record. So, yes, that's where I can say. That's where the first thing my mind went to. Because I went to Devontae Parker. I went to Preston Williams. But those are individual pieces of a bigger, a bigger system. So, I, you know what? It's Adam Gase 
having what Brian he had. Flores. I mean, sorry. Oh, I hope it's not Adam Gase. <laughs> it's Brian Flores having what we saw they gave him and still winning three games and still competing in a number of games. I think, I, think, I guess, what we're doing there, because I feel the same way, that Brian Flores proved himself as a head coach, but then I take a step back and I go, wait a second, that's kind of ridiculous because he's got three wins. Um, but then I, I start to think, well, okay, so where am I coming up with that? And I think it's this. He very easily could have embarrassed himself this season. Yeah. There, there, before the season, if I said to you, what's the greater chance? Whoever is head coach of the Dolphins is embarrassed at the end of the season or whoever's the head coach of the Dolphins is proud of what he accomplished at the end of the season. Embarrassment. The mortgage yeah, on embarrassment. the mortgage on embarrassment. Yes, yes. And, and I think even like against Cincinnati this Sunday, Zach Taylor, I mean, I don't think he proved himself as worthy of being an NFL coach. That's not to say that he won't be a good NFL head coach, but he was dealing with the same kind of situation, really, that the Dolphins were, yeah. right? I mean, a, a very veteran quarterback, Andy Dalton, uh, very veteran quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. They pulled the plug on Andy Dalton. I forget who they even went to. I know they're uh, back Ryan, to Dalton. Ryan, Ryan Finley. Finley yeah. uh, Dolphins pulled the plug on Ryan Fitzpatrick quickly at the beginning. Went to Josh Rosen a little bit, came back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. So they, I think they were dealing with fairly similar situations. Bengals had better expectations than the Miami Dolphins did, though. Oh, so yes, you can sure. look at Zach Taylor and and Brian Flores. If like if you were if you were a betting man and this was a horse race and they're three lengths into the race, you'd say Brian Flores is way out to the lead at this point. Oh, for sure. And with the evaluation period of finding out some guys are going to work out and finding out some guys aren't, the Charles Harris project. I think it's over. Seems to be over. I mean, you never know. I thought the Devontae Parker project yes. was over, right? So you, you never know. But, yeah, seems to be over. We'll find out if he's deactivated for this Sunday. That would be, to me, a real precursor to it being the end. Very damning. Devontae Parker reemergence or, you know what, emergence. I can't say reemergence. Emergence. Yeah. You're, you're right. His emergence coming emergence. out. Yeah, you know, um, just – Different guys proving that they can play. Nick Needham type players. So it's not what it, – it's not Nick Needham didn't become Stephon Gilmore, but I think Nick Needham is going to be on the roster next year and he's going to contribute next year. We're, now we're, we're reaching – We're low. We're, yes. The, the barometer is super low here. <laughs> yes. We're, we're not talking about uh, – I, I just praised a fifth-year receiver that made it and a f- number four cornerback right. that's going to be right. on the roster and, next year. And our guest today is an undrafted running back yes. out of Cal who scored a touchdown in a win against the Eagles. I mean, that like, like the barometer this season is incredibly low, but that's why I think a lot of people are high on Brian Flores. I've asked this of almost every Dolphins guest that we've brought on, and maybe we'll do it today as well. Um, what is what is your take at the end of the season? I know there's two games left. Do you see light at the end of the tunnel? Most people say they they can't tell yet that it's yeah. it's and I and I get that. I see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel because, like you said, if he could turn chicken bleep into chicken salad in year one which is difficult for any coach. I don't care what kind of roster you have. Mm-hmm. You are getting your bearings in year one. If he could do what he did in year one, I would imagine, again, if you extrapolate it out, year two, year three, where they start to stock themselves with actual talent, uh, it would bode well for the Dolphins. And I would say, actually, this offseason is big for Flores as well because he's already – he talked about he, he checked the waiver wire. He's the one looking in the guys on other practice squads. He's going to be involved in the draft process because he did it for 15 years. Him, Chris Greer, or Reggie McKenzie, I have to throw him in the mix because, you know, he's the player personnel vice president. He has some big-time name. 
That's where it is. We've seen what he did with chicken bleep. Now let's give him some chicken and see how good this damn chicken salad is. Right. Now if that turns out to be a three-win team as well, then you go, okay, he actually was at his maximum. (laughs) So I understand. No one's anointing anybody yet. And I think that's where the fear is too because aren't there – and this is everything in life. Isn't there people that are good in turmoil Yeah, but aren't good when they're on the top of the mountain? I think everybody has a friend that's better when things are tumultuous than they are when things are relaxed. And then they'll create tumult. Because yeah. that's where they thrive. <laughs> and, yes. that is, yes. and that's a possibility. You yeah. never know. So that's the thing we got to figure out with Flores. Let's see what he can do when he does have a roster, when they do find that franchise quarterback, when they do get the pieces he likes. He decided to get rid of Larry Tunsil. That wasn't his type of tackle. He didn't want Minka Fitzpatrick. And both of those guys are going to the Pro Bowl this year. He chose that they are not part of his system. So get guys in your system now, and now keep moving. I, Omar and Safid and Ed Beasley, those guys, I'm not upset by guys that aren't sold on Adam Gase yet. I don't have a problem with it because – Adam Gase again. Man, uh, Brian Flores yet. This Adam Gase, I think I read something about him. I think Manish Mehta was killing him again. But <laughs> That's I'm what not, he does. I'm not upset with guys that aren't sold on Flores, but I'm not going that direction. I, I, take, I take the fact that I look at what he did well and said, hey – if that can continue to grow, it's there. Is can I if would I bet a penny that Brian Flores would take the Dolphins to the to the playoffs next year? Doc, I wouldn't bet a penny on that right now. Right. But I like the direction the team's going. Somebody texts in, damn, y'all have me buying Super Bowl tickets talking about the Finns <laughs> like that. I, I, that's why I'm trying to temper it, which with 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 the the barometer of what we're discussing is really low. This is not a normal conversation about a normal sports team in a normal sports year. This has been the exact opposite. This has been one of the most bizarre football seasons that I can ever recall. The expectations not only weren't high, the expectation was to lose. And we were all on board. This is the weirdest season. This is coming to the end of the weirdest football season I've ever experienced. I will tell you this. There was some pleasure in it going into every week, and it was like, yeah, if you win, I'll give you a pat on the back and tell you why you're headed in the right direction. If you lose, I'll give you a pat on the back, tell you why you're headed in the right direction. <laughs> really really weird, right? A yes. really weird season. Um, we're at the BB&T Center, so you got Panthers hockey tonight, Panthers and Dallas Stars, Heat and Knicks tonight at the American Airlines Arena, and the Heat should obviously be putting a beat down on the New York Knicks tonight, and I hope that's the way that uh, that it turns out. <laughs> Alejandro Solana, our executive producer, is on a cruise. Man, or is a man cruise. Leaving for a cruise. Yeah. Uh, bachelor party at sea. <laughs> sounds like a uh, sounds cruise. like a title at the video store you might pass over. <laughs> hey, uh, a man cruise this weekend? <laughs> yeah, 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 let's do a man cruise. Bachelor party at sea. <laughs> um, so Dan Day has moved over from our affiliate side and he's in the pilot's chair Uh-oh. this afternoon and so let's get ourselves some headlines with our man dan day solana hanging out with a lot of semen hey, hey that's an excellent <laughs> joke i like that one <laughs> very good well good start dan you may want to finish it just say the sponsor and get out now what do you got for headlines the Dolphins will honor the perfect 14-0 1972 Super Bowl champion team during their game against Cincinnati Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium. Kickoff is at 1. Yeah, I read that uh, press release. The uh, the 1972 team gets honored at the, the Dolphins-Bengals game, which I think is an inappropriate time to honor them. 
Yeah. I'd rather see the 72 team play on Sunday. <laughs> how about we honor them by playing them? Oh, watch the game and see how they walk on this field. <laughs> you think I'm going to be uh, taking my opinion Let, back? Let's say how many are still. And to be honest, still alive. It might be about 40 guys. Zonko will be there. Six good knees. <laughs> Out, Out of 80, knees. six good knees will be on that And field. you're a knee guy, so oh, you yeah. know. I am the main knee guy. <laughs> on this show, for I'm sure. I'm the best knee guy. What else you got, Dan Day? Chris Bosh nominated for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Tonight, the Heat are at home against the Knicks. Tip is at 8. We have unveiled on my website yes. what I think is the greatest Heat shirt of all time. It's it's nice. It is great. You go yeah. to honkedofflikeagoose.com. This is a shameless promotion for my own website. Um, honkedofflikeagoose.com. We put up a whole bunch of new shirts, um, and there's one that that uh, it's the uh, it's the Chris Bosh rebound out to Ray Allen, but it's the exact description. No, I think it's Mike Breen. Mike Breen. Right? Yes. Yes. The T-shirt says rebound Bosh back out to Allen. His three pointer. Bang! With the exclamation <laughs> point. Go to honkedofflikeagoose.com. I'm telling you, you'll get a kick out of that shirt. Can I edit Bosch's name out? You cannot. Oh, okay. Bosch's going to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> daddy. What else you got, uh, Dan Day? The Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl is underway with Buffalo taking on Charlotte. There's no score early in the first. All right. Uh, definitely uh, interject at any point during the show if uh, something goes on in that game, which trying, no one knew was going on. Trying I to cover the know. big ones, man, you know. Yeah, no, cover, <laughs> cover them sports, man. Panthers finish up their nine-game homestand tonight at 7 against Dallas. Yep, we will be here. I think both of us are staying for the game with our families and yeah. uh, looking forward to a little uh, hockey night in South Florida. I'm going to be a terrible dad tonight. Why? Because my son asks questions, and he's <laughs> going to hit me with some stuff tonight that I literally do not know the answer to. Like, keep, I don't know uh, what's going on. you got to keep Moeller on the uh, on the text thread working, and uh, <laughs> okay. that way you'll appear to be the expert. Because my daughter just enjoys life. My son wants to know exactly what's <laughs> happening. Why do you do that, Daddy? Why do you do that? I, I slipped. Everybody's not slipping, Daddy. What? But uh, what else you got, Dan? How much do you love your pets? Well, after having her Australian Shepherd stolen, a San Francisco woman is offering a $7,000 reward and is paying $1,200 for a plane to fly over the city and look for her missing friend today. I would do that for my cat, Rocky. Absolutely. Really? No, no, uh, no expenses spared. I'd put your cat in Everglades. I'd go up to $3 million <laughs> to... Uh, to rescue Rocky I if just, I had lost him. So a German Shepherd, that, that's what it is, Dan, a German Shepherd? Australian. Australian, $1,000 max to buy a puppy. That's it? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's it? You just so buy a new one? Don't you need to do the math, you're the not pros exactly, and cons? You're, you're not an animal lover, though. I, I got a dog, yeah, Nino. But, but you're not an animal lover. I do, I love no, you're not. No, you don't. I paid $3,200 for him, probably, I think, about four grand for him. I'm not going over four grand to find him. It's a business decision. (laughs) That's what I said. You're not an animal (laughs) lover. You have weather, Dan? Yeah. We got it brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast, or today's forecast, actually calls for rain with temperatures around 70. Animal lovers. Listen to that beautiful voice from Dan Day. <laughs> Crowder, Is there a sponsor for that or anything, or are we good to go? We're good to go, but Crowder, you're already early father of the year for next year, man, talking about leaving your you know, new pets and kids. <laughs> I can just hear your son tonight being like, Daddy, what are you drinking? Yeah, he's a, he's a really – I'm uh, funky Buddha beer, son, he's, hop gun. He's a really terrible dad. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate to, uh, I hate to call it out in the first segment, it's but okay. I think anyone that listens to the show kind of knows. <laughs> we're, Bro, we're at the BB&T Center. A dog? Yeah, a dog's a member of the family. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
It's a pet. No, disagree. It's a pet. Disagree. Oh, why doesn't it have health care? <laughs> I, I have oh, health care for see, our cat. It just doesn't make sense. I, it's not. I, my Bro. cat's got a driver's license, health care. <laughs> Treat him like a member of the family. You better not let me get my hands on Rocket. Channing Crowder, Father of the Year for 2020. Can't get enough of those guys. We are on from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Seriously, can't get enough of those guys. So I'm bringing you some of those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers right now. Keep drinking the chocolate yoo-hoo. That's why you have man boobs. Man boobs. Man boobs. Hawkman highlights. You know, you're not an adult until you've really taken a big gulp of sour milk. Mm-mm-mm, delicioso. You don't know what a young offensive defensive lineman, you don't know if they got that damn, that killer in them to go out there and fight with these grown-ass gorillas that be out on this field whooping ass every Sunday. Going Am I to- allowed to say that? No, you can't, I can't say, say that. I can say it. I'm can't. just checking. Hot, hot can highlight. This is doo-doo, baby. Dan, you, you, would, you would snort my ashes if I died? You don't even have to ask. You know I would. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you. Whoa, what was that? Mount Rushmore of cracks. Mount Rushmore of cracks. Did you see uh, Lizzo at the Lakers game? This is doo-doo, baby. Hawkman highlights. Dinosaur is not a flavor. Ooh, highlight. A freaking laser. Lucid Dreams was the hit. How's it go? Lucid Dreams. You don't know. Lucid <laughs> Dreams. Am I allowed to say that? No, you can't, I can't say, say that. that. I can say it. You I'm just checking. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Man boobs. Always down to snort some ashes. If you want to download that or anything that you hear on this radio station, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. I'm stepping aside. Florida Panthers next. You're going to hear Doug Plagan's beautiful pipes. Manny Chang helping him out. Danny Garcia going to be right here in the studio. This is the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.